You are now tuning into the Sincerely Shameless Podcast, where our truths hurt, but so can our lies. In all things, be relentless, be shameless, be truthful, be you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Sincerely Shameless Podcast. I am your host, Sarah J, and I am super duper excited to be here. Believe it or not, I am coming to you live from a sunny day with some snow. But I'm not joined by myself. Of course not. No, because I promised you guys nine features. Nine features is what I'm going to give you. But without any further ado, I don't want to talk anymore. I just want her to induce, introduce herself. Taylor. Hi. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. How are you? I am good. A sunny girl with snow. <laughs> I mean, that sounds so much better than um, bland cloudy and cold mm. Mm. oh no it's you cold know? <laughs> yeah, but I'm like looking on the news at you guys and it looks so like winter wonderland still mm-hmm. right now you know how it is in Georgia like when it gets between like February and the beginning of April it's just like uh-huh. bland bland very That's bland the, the exact word bland Not a but day. y'all's clubs is open <laughs> You know, those Super Bowl parties this weekend, though. Listen, that's what I'm saying, though. So, look, I'm sitting in my house with, with the heat on and looking at snow. But <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I got my Walmart heater right here. You know, $24 is kicking. It's kicking. It's kicking. <laughs> thank so, you. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. Thank you for having yes. me. Yes. So, you know, I want to do a story time, but I really feel like I need the people to know who you are. So you want me to do story time first? Or you want to introduce yourself first? No, <laughs> let me introduce myself. Because they'll be like, who the heck is Taylor? More importantly, that story time might deter them. <laughs> so um, I'm 26 and I'm from Atlanta. I am currently um, working with uh, a Fortune 500 company um, in the QSR sector. Um, They're actually one of the biggest QSR brands in the world, and I'm managing a um, about a seventy million dollar portfolio. So it's it's definitely um, a lot, especially in the pandemic. But um, I'm also a mom of a three year old who just Mm. woke up and Mm -hmm. is crawling in my bed. So, um, but that's me and (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay. Well, look, I got a shameless, I got a story for us. At story so time, excited. story time for the shameless I, community. Like, you told me this earlier and I'm like, oh, story time. <laughs> you don't know what it's about to be. No, I'm like. <laughs> Cringing like, girl, don't tell that one story. So let's, let's go back a couple of years. Let's go back to 2018. You guys, at this point, I had just quit my job. Yes, your girl quit her job without having a job lined up, moved into an apartment without having money, income coming in. And I had been hired on um, with this Fortune 5 company in the QSR sector because y'all know I love to make some tacos, make some Whoppers, and I love saying, let me take your order, okay? But this time, <laughs> I wasn't taking orders, you guys. This time they were taking orders for me. And um, that's all you got to say. That's it. (laughs) And that was my job and I got paid for it. So um, at this moment, I had been invited to um, our training process. But because Taylor had been hired on first and foremost, Every time I went to the office, I kept hearing, oh, my God, Taylor's so awesome. Taylor's so awesome. Oh, my God, Taylor's so awesome. 
And me being the woman that I am, you know, shameless, I'm like, I got to meet this Taylor because can't nobody be that awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can't, can't, can't nobody be that awesome on what? the first week of the job. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I must have been flexing because I don't know what they were talking about. I, I literally, that was literally my thought. I'm uh, like, I can already, make it though, right? Listen, but you know, at this point, the time I, at this point on my third day, I had my final write up. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out who is this Taylor? What is she doing? Teach me. Where so <laughs> where's she at though? So fast forward two weeks later, we all go to um, a said location in Connecticut, which uh-huh. I don't know why anybody would want to go there. Uh-huh. And this is when I meet you guys, the wonderful Taylor. I walk up to her and I said, hi, my name is Sarah. And she's like, hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm like, (laughs) y'all, where, (laughs) where, where's the sprinkle? Where's the the razzle? Where's dazzle? Y'all said she's awesome. Seems kind of bland to me. I mean, here I am. The the ops manual? Like, (laughs) come on, Taylor. (laughs) Come on. I'm literally in this moment. I'm like, come on, Taylor. Give me what the the people have been talking about. Like, where is this right where is this razzle where is this dazzle and I find out after a couple of conversations Taylor is just a regular regular like Sarah trying to make this money okay that's Uh, it (laughs) I think you and I had no business in Connecticut and when you and I just locked eyes and we're like we don't got no business doing anything here anything find a Whole Foods and let's just ride on out Let's, and we bonded on that. And that, you guys, was the moment that I knew that she would be perfect for the shameless community because we both, I mean, I gave her that perfect. look like, give me razzle, give me dazzle. She gave me that no. look like, bro, there is none. <laughs> Not for you, sis. Not for you. Not for you, sis. No, no, there's none. And we ate these little uh, ham sliders <sighs> and we went on about our business. And from then, guys, we have been inseparable. And so that is why I wanted to bring her to you guys, the shameless community, because let me tell you, she gave me that look like, sis, you know, and I gave her that look like, yeah, I, and that is we're, just, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. But let me tell you guys, if you ever are stranded somewhere for two weeks for training, find an ally. That's, that's rule number one. Because if we, like we would have been eating at Chili's with those cold wings every single night, every night, every single night. Every we were single nourishing night. our health, our wealth, no. and our and well-being. And you were even in school. I remember that now. Yeah, you were like yeah. in the books. Mm-hmm. Sarah yeah. said, "Don't come up here after five p.m." Listen, <laughs> listen. I was, I was, in, I was pursuing my whole masters. Okay, Seek, seeking home from homelessness to a home. Okay, listen. And and these folks talking about we're gonna fire you. Oh, <laughs> what you're not gonna do, but not and not. Okay, and not. And you're not going to fire me. It'll be a whole EEOC lawsuit before you get the chance to fire me. I don't care what state we in and what rights y'all think y'all have. So that is the story. Now, Taylor, I I told the community what makes you, what made our shameless community, what made you good for the shameless community. I just need to know what makes you shameless. That's, that's question number one. What makes me shameless? Well, right now, I, I really think being um just a full-time worker and a mom that makes me I mean it's it it made me it took a while I guess to get here but I feel Mm -hmm. like I am the bomb.com absolutely you know what I mean like because I feel like at one point in my life I was felt 
you know, shameful for like working and putting my child in daycare. At the same time, I'm like, I got to get this money. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I had to really overcome this fear of judgment from Mm -hmm. other women, other mothers. And I feel like that's really what makes me shameless is, is playing these dual roles and Mm. being bond with them. So yeah, mm. I, I definitely think that's Th- that's that's a good one. It's, you have to acquire it. I'm telling uh, you, you just don't put the baby out. Like boom, no, but listen, listen. I always crack the joke of myself. I'm always sitting down. I'm sitting down and I'm trying to cook and juice and watch TV and podcast mm-hmm. and and read and write a book at the same time. And I give myself so much slack. And I'm like, now look how look 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 how terrible of a mom you're gonna be because you're struggling. <laughs> <laughs> so kudos to you just, kudos to you i'm telling you but i mean it's, i don't want to say it took years it was absolutely. years sarah so absolutely um but i do feel proud being able to say that now and i'm, I'm still learning the balance balance is it's still challenging these days but you know with coronavirus like what are you doing you can all you can do is adapt so all you can last week's topic release was toxicity in relationships, family, and friendships. This week, you guys, we are going to see the other sector of that, and that is in workplace. So workplace toxicity, and let's go ahead and hit them with the double whammy. We're going to include Corona in this whole entire conversation because I think that added another layer of what toxicity has now become. So that's the topic, workplace toxicity, and Corona. So Taylor. Oh my gosh. That just gives me anxiety when you even say it. (laughs) Just thinking about it. Just thinking about it. Okay. So there has been a shift in how we define work with a national pandemic, climates of race relations, workplace demands. What have been your thoughts on how you have impacted those that you work for? I think it's really been, um, kind of a struggle for me because in the specific field that I work in, I'm working for a private company. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're in a private sector, it's, you don't have much of an opportunity to speak up or mm-hmm. give back or have opinions on anything on any type of like climate. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like work this business, get this money. Mm-hmm. We don't have anything to do with the outside mm-hmm. and let's keep rolling. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it's actually been a real challenge for me trying to find balance in how to participate in, and not even only, I don't want to say participate, but adapt to these yeah. changes that have happened in the past year. So specifically mm-hmm. speaking, um, I want to talk about, I was out marching, you know, in Atlanta this year. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so I really found it challenging um, to try to like participate, you know, social justice, anything mm-hmm. this summer, um, because I really felt like my company didn't support these social justice initiatives. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. Like, it's not like they weren't even saying anything. Like, I was just getting polar opposite vibes of what I believed in. So when I was out this summer, you know, marching, 
I kind of felt like this is something that my employer wouldn't support me doing. Mm -hmm. And it bothered me. It's like, why am I working for someone Yeah, that really, I feel like I might get fired if like, I'm <laughs> caught in a picture out here on the AJC. Right. Expressing what, what expressing I truly what believe. I believe in. So yeah, I definitely was torn, torn super hard um, when it came to that specifically. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, that's, that's been a toll it's taken on me. And then I'm still trying to find a space, you know, uh-huh. to, to try to fit <laughs> in the workplace and, and speak right. up and give back because I, I don't have the opportunity in my job right now. Wow. So it's interesting that you say that because I remember when we were working together and we said, you know, oh, we wanted to come up with ways to be creative. And I remember saying in a meeting with um, a group of um, African-Americans, I was like, I said, said company Mm -hmm. is not the reinvent the wheel type Mm -hmm. of company. This is a company that already has the will and they just want you to get behind it and push it. Do you remember when I said girl. that? <laughs> like, girl. And I used a, a few other choice words, but um, in corporate America, that had been my direct fear. Be- just because I can come in and I can speak with your clients and we can have an intelligent conversation or quote, I've been told by other counterparts, an eloquent conversation and that, you know, I wear my hair pulled back and it's professional. And just because I can do those things, does not mean my views on how others that look like me are treated in America should change, you know? So that's really um, interesting that, you know, at this current moment that even this being a private sector and even in 2021, that there's a no voice, you know? It's it's uncomfortable. Like it really, like where, where is the line drawn? Like where, you know, you can go and look at ethics when it comes to anything else. Like, oh, this is my email etiquette and this is what I should say in mm-hmm. a meeting. But yeah. you don't have, this is what I can do to speak up about my beliefs in a company. Like, I just don't think it's realistic still in 2021 for private companies. Like, I think people who yeah. work in the public sector are kind of like forced to address these situations. Abs- Absolutely, that or you lose yes. all of your stockers. <laughs> what are we? Money. What are we even no. talking about here? Like, what do you, we're gonna? We absolutely are gonna put Black Lives Matter on of our course. website, and we're definitely gonna acknowledge Black History, you know, Black oh. History Month. Like, at, we will give you your one month because we don't want to lose mm-hmm. stockholders. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay, so let's roll into the next question. So, it's very clear that poverty has soared at an unprecedented mm-hmm. numbers. Mm-hmm. Since you have not experienced any layoffs, how are you personally? Like, I feel the whole entire pandemic has changed my outlook on security and just, like, sense of home and what I'm realistically able to provide. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you may know, and to all the other people listening, one of my resolutions this year was to change my budget because I'm looking at my expenses Mm -hmm. last year and even like 2019, let's go back to 2019. I'm spending way more than what I make. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just unnecessary Mm -hmm. on travel, Mm -hmm. on on Mm -hmm. unnecessary dinner. Um, And it's so Mm -hmm. unconscious too. And then the Corona hits 
and I see these layoffs and I see my friends and my coworkers and my colleagues, like it levels getting right off. I mean, it had to stop. It was like a wake up call. I was so scared for months yeah. of losing my job because my company had, you know, huge realignment in the company and laid off 40% of headquarters um, eventually 60%. So mm-hmm. it really, I mean, I appreciate it, what it gave me, the outlook, but Sarah, it was scary. <laughs> it was really scary. I, I can agree to that because when, um, before the layoffs were happening and guys, just to give you guys a little bit of context, myself and Taylor did work together up until <laughs> July. I was one of the people who was laid off, but I remember in February when they said, hey, we're going through, you know, layoffs. And this was before Corona Mm -hmm. had hit, you know. And then March, Corona was full on. And we finally had a name for it. And we finally had, like, you know, these are some safety precautions. Each day, for me, I had lost motivation to even get up. Mm-hmm. I remember the 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 conference calls that start at 9 a.m. I just felt like 9 was just too early. Now, mind you, I am the person that's up at 6 a.m. But to, to that level of uncertainty of at any moment, you can call me and tell me your services are no mm-hmm. longer needed or put it on my calendar. You have a meeting with HR because that's how mm-hmm. it's done. Um, does not make anyone get a honey 11 o'clock noon is too early to get up for something that could end in an hour it's crazy. you know so it's crazy. i can see the insecurity yeah. is crazy I, the, the, yeah the instant the insecurity this uncertainty but then this 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 odd thing which you know we we really talked about two podcasts ago was on self-sacrifices you want me to sacrifice my sleep mm. my rest my yeah. work ethic yeah. show up and at any moment you can lay me off and then I still have to pay my rent and when you think about that level of self-sacrifice to continue to give yourself to something that will tell you at best your worth two paychecks it's like but I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking that it's like Sarah so I mean you're looking at it now you're as your current employer now I feel like mm-hmm. Are they looking at you like, Sarah, you deserve this job. I need you to work a little bit mm-hmm. extra hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. you can't slack off. You cannot be yeah. caught slipping. Oh, no. In this. Because no. it's like, everybody needs a job, Sarah. Everybody. Listen, everybody needs a job. And it's interesting that you say that because, you guys, I am employed. Shameless community, yes. I'm employed, okay? I'm, yes. I'm back working. But, <laughs> you know, my boss, she told me, she said, you know, Sarah, you work very hard and I admire your work ethic. And I, you know, I replied with, you know, I appreciate that. Thank you. However, you guys could never afford me. And I think that's what I kind of took away from it. You know, like what was the lesson that I learned of that is that these companies, no matter the amount of money they have, they truly never, because when you say they can afford you, that's, that's them kind of buying you, you know, and they truly never could afford me. And so, I had to learn how to show up even if the money was there or mm-hmm. wasn't there. And so that was what Huge. I kind of got out Huge. of that, yeah. you know? I did. Yeah, that was one of the things. Like, okay, so let's start with another question. So with all the changes, what do you think big corporations such as the one that you work for could have done differently or still could be doing differently to adjust what we've discussed, like being able to have a voice? Um oh. 
being able to have work-life balance, being able to feel like I can make a mistake. Like what are some of those things that big corporations today could learn from? So I think, um, well, I was shocked to hear, you know, I'm happy to hear that companies and even my companies, our company is looking at time and time management in a little different aspect now. Um, you know, everybody mm-hmm. wanted you to be in the workplace five days a week. We need you to commute Absolutely. to an office. Um, and just a little bit right. of background. I am a remote worker. I don't actually go to an office, but I, I drive all week. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm still expected to be out in the field, but my job has kind of changed their thought process on, um, on, okay, if you can get stuff done in a, in a shorter amount of time, mm-hmm. do it. Fine. Mm-hmm. And I mm. think that I look at that as just extremely positive because I never thought a five-day work week was ever productive. Because Sarah, uh, uh, let's be honest, on Monday and Friday, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? There are studies on this that people do not work on Fridays. Um, that four-day work weeks are so much more productive. Um, so right. I definitely think that, uh, my company kind of handled that well. Um, you know, unfortunately I just saw so many amazing things when it came to like people holding panels, um, allowing their team members to speak, allowing people from, you know, so social justice reform to speak, like kind of giving free information to employees like I said like my companies we're not talking Absolutely. about that you better make this money right come to work and go home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and then yes. rent and yes. then repeat and I think <laughs> like so I think you know you would agree that there needs to be some type of work-life balance where I mm-hmm. I do feel comfortable you know participating in some personal initiatives at work whether it's volunteering a lot of the big companies right here in Atlanta you know, give time off for employees to go volunteer during the year. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It's it's everything. I think my company falls in the absolute worst um, (laughs) category when it comes to productivity. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So I can agree. (laughs) But I mean, you you look at other people, you look at Delta, you look at Coke, you look at, I mean, Home Depot, like these people are busting their butts trying to retain the absolute best employees absolutely absolutely so a couple of things you said so a couple of things that you said that just stuck out to me and um one of them is a favorite quote of mine so um one i i actually do not like the concept of a nine to five Mm -hmm. i think it is the um craziest thing known to mankind and I now actually do it I actually work 8 30 to 5 and I call it desk bound I am desk bound for x amount of hours when um I've already completed the work typically by noon I am done with everything and I am top in the field when it comes to consulting for the the company that I work for and gaining the leads that I need to have And by 12, I'm done. But it always brings me back to um, what Bill Gates said. One of his quotes was, I choose a lazy person to do a hard job because a lazy person will find an easy way to do it. Mm. And we give so much um, slack to people who are lazy. And there's some, yeah, we don't like a lazy person, but there's something to be said about the person who just does not like to exert too much energy where it's not necessary. Well, let me play devil's advocate here. You know? So, yeah, uh, in my business, in in my field of work, I work with friends 
franchise owners. Um, and mm-hmm. that's, I look at it as obviously an entrepreneur. Um, mm-hmm. and I think this is great because you're an entrepreneur. So me and a franchise owner were having a conversation the other day and I was just like, you know, I like having a nine to five. Like I, I don't want to get calls after five. Like I, right. absolutely. and he's like, well, what do you mean? Like you work for the man. And it was like, we were arguing over something that like in essence was the same thing. Like we're arguing about how we're about to get money, mm-hmm. but like, I think it's so interesting how people have these two different, you know, like thought processes on how they're going to get money. Like you right. and I are hundred percent different when we come to that, you know? And I think it's amazing. Like Sarah's right. like, yeah. like, forget this. Oh, I'm cashing absolute, out. Absolutely. And I'm clocking in and it's and like, yeah, yes. It's yeah. And I love that. Right. And cause I'm all about, you know, hey, what are your talents? If you and and you know me, if I have to be, if I have to hold four jobs or quote unquote jobs, like if I do four mm-hmm. businesses with myself, which mm-hmm. I currently do three by myself, and if I get up at six o'clock in the morning, I'm finished by twelve noon. The mm-hmm. day is mine, and I absolutely one thousand percent love that. And I actually do not mind if a client calls me or e- emails me at six o'clock mm-hmm. for another order that needs to be produced the next day. And then yours is, I love the fact to go in and when I do my job, I do my job for a lot of time and then I'm no. done. I don't want to hear anything else about it. No. I'm and done I for think the day. Like, <laughs> I think that I stick out in the group that I work with greatly mm-hmm. because I turn it off at five. Although yeah. I am wow. on salary at five, it's getting turned off mm. because... Yes. And I think a boss should always understand, like, you have a life, regardless if you have kids, Absolutely. regardless if you're taking care of your dog. Absolutely. You have a life after. And okay, let's, you know, forget the five o'clock, whatever time you're getting off, <laughs> you're getting off. And I have people that I work with yeah. that are responding to emails immediately, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. completing spreadsheets like a week before they mm-hmm. need to be turned in. Mm, my favorite that's my overachieving favorite person. I'm like uh, <laughs> no <laughs> it's just not realistic so I'm, it's, I'm glad, it's not you know, yeah definitely that's another thing I can say I'm shameless <laughs> about turning it off absolutely <laughs> absolutely okay. absolutely so so I have another question so do you find corporate America like so with even that even after following that comment comment mm. commentary we just had here do you find corporate america to be toxic you know what like i feel like deep down inside i have like a secret uh-huh. love it's like a love-hate relationship like with your ex-boyfriend <laughs> yes yes indeed yes indeed love. but i'm gonna keep coming back I like but i hate it when i'm like, here <laughs> i've met actually some of like the best friends i have in corporate america mm-hmm. um I feel like it kind of provides me a social life to an extent. Gotcha. Um, And then like life skills, of course, like negotiation, you know, business acumen. Like I feel like that translates into absolutely anything. Um, And always just improving Mm -hmm. your skill. But oh my gosh, like the unrealistic deadlines and expectations and then just like communication in general. Everything Mm -hmm. is multiplied with like confusion. (laughs) right confusion (laughs) not enough information like and you would think that these giant companies Sarah have more than enough tools resources humans Mm -mm. 
computers. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's it's that's Mm-mm. where Mm-mm. I still feel that corporate America can improve, like big time yes. efficiencies. Um, and I think it's happening. Like companies are really catching mm-hmm. on to this agile movement, breaking everything down. Workers mm-hmm. need to be skilled at all things rather than you're skilled at this. Absolutely. You're skilled at this. So Absolutely. it's getting better, but it's definitely really slow. <laughs> we have some work. Yeah. We have some work. So I mean, what do you think? I, like because I uh, feel like you you do good in corporate America. Like so, and, and that and, you brand, know, she yeah. shows up. So she shows up. She's showing up as her brand. Listen, she's showing up she's all the time. As the worker, <laughs> absolutely. She's showing up as the guest, role playing. Like as the guest, <laughs> there has to be a part of Sarah that thinks. I know. I you know, and it's funny because I. To my core, I don't like anything about corporate America. I'm gonna be honest. It and it and it really shocks people. It shocked my boss. She said, "Sarah, I don't understand." She says, "Your your your phone okay. voice is phenomenal. You go above and beyond for your um for the clientele that we service." Um, you, I mean, we had a issue where something needed to be cleaned and I told her hey well you can go ahead and go because I know you need to go handle some business but I'll clean that she's like you don't mind doing that I said I'll clean that and I'll take the work phone with and I'll handle that too and so um and it's perfect because it rolls into the next question but I actually do not like the structure of corporate America I don't I don't like the concept of come in here for X amount of hours. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like the be there mm-hmm. 15 minutes mm-hmm. early rule. I absolutely mm-hmm. abhor it. I, I think it's the worst <laughs> thing known to mankind, especially if the person who pulls up in their 15 minutes early has a cup of coffee and they're still eating their Chick-fil-A sandwich and they're going to go talk at the you Keurig about the kids you and the family. Know. And it's like, technically you're late. <laughs> you know, technically you're late because I walked in at eight, but I'm ready to actually work and I'm leaving at mm-hmm. three because I'm ready to go home as well. So that whole, str- I think what I don't like about it is the oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I think it is. The unsaids, these these rules of thumbs, this whole, well, in corporate America, you want to, you know, women, it's best for you mm-hmm. to not wear the fitted outfit. Well, mm-hmm. I shop at New York and Company in the career section mm-hmm. and I'm sorry it's fitted. <laughs> so, you know, I don't, it, yes. you know, I don't know what to tell you. Um, yes. these, these unsaids yeah. about corporate corporate America, the don't park it at this spot because you're, it's your first month here. You should be parking far and then be willing to walk. So I had, I just recently, (laughs) one of my best friends, I mean, she is, has a great position, um, at a high end, um, apartment, um, company in Atlanta Uh and she was having issues with um, the length of her nails and she was getting box braids yes. and but they weren't addressing yes it. They weren't do you addressing see it to her obviously a lawsuit boom uh-huh. um, of course but it was just yes Unsaid. it was all in the background mm-hmm. it was all and all then they you know come out with the I like your hair but it was uh-huh mm-hmm. it's 2021 but it's Yes, but that and that is the structure, right? That whole and and it goes against who I am as a person because I'm a blunt, upfront person. I'm a very much Mm -hmm. tell me if you like it. I'm a very tell me what you want from me. Tell me what you need from me. Is this something we can do Mm. for a lifetime or no? Like, I'm all about that. So when you tell me, you know, I had a conversation with my boss and she said, Sarah, you know, I had made a statement where I said, oh, my gosh, that really happened. And she said, yeah, she's telling me a story. Something crazy happened. I said, oh, my gosh, (laughs) shut up. And she said, quote, I can't lie to you. She said, Sarah, we're a very conservative (laughs) company. Go ahead. And I said, 
what, what, what does that mean? We're a very conservative company after I said, shut up. So what does that mean? Again, an unsaid yes. postulate yes. that I should be willing to bow to, but I don't know who said that. Who said that? Is it in the handbook? So yes, no, I absolutely abhor everything about corporate America. However, I absolutely yes. abhor being homeless. So guess what Sarah's got to do? Sarah's got to do. So Sarah has to go to work. And she ha- and not only do I go to work, I go to work and mm-hmm. I do above and beyond my job. So when I come home, like you said, I'm done at five, technically 4.15. And I don't want to be back mm-hmm. until 9 a.m. when you need and me. And that's it. Um, <laughs> So, and that's it. So question, I think, cause I think this is like the nitty gritty of it. So like, have you noticed a oh shift in customer service and how, oh. ga- and how guests are treated? Like, have you noticed a shift like in Corona, corporate America, small businesses are thriving. Oh Black gosh. owned businesses are thriving. Have you noticed a shift in customer so, service and how guests are treated? And you know, my favorite, my favorite word <laughs> for the guests that come in to my business is entitlement. That's just, it's been my word all year because I think mm-hmm. that the guest experience has not turned into experience. It's turned into entitlement. Like, and it, it okay. used to be provide me a great experience. Um, you know, make me feel right. comfortable. The ambiance needs to be absolutely on point. Um, Yes. Now, specifically in the QSR industry, you know, that's what you're going to be so just crazy about, specifically when it comes to Corona. Anybody could have Corona. The guy behind the counter flipping burgers could have Corona. You know what I mean? So it's just like a heightened experience already. Everything has turned into entitlement. So if it is not the guest's way, it is like the next place's way. Um, I mean, we oh, yeah. have probably lost so many guests in the pandemic mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. not being a brand that's mm-hmm. transformed fast enough. There are brands that understand entitlement. Mm-hmm. Let's look at Chick Fil A. Let's just look at them. Yeah, we don't oh, even need to go in, but let's listen, just look. Let's at just them can we look at it? Outside. Let's just look at it. Right, we'll flip absolutely. It upside let's down. do it. They will just tear it down and build it uh, uh, upside well, down if the parking lot is going to flow it, a little bit better. Again, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And listen, look, and and I don't know what side of it you sit on, but this is my, I, and I have to be honest, I I do not believe I am an entitled guest. However, I do believe that guest customer service and guests services oh. are two different things oh. you know oh. i i believe that it's progressive and with the cost of living going up with the mm. cost of goods going up with the units per transaction increasing i went into dollar tree i kid you not i went to buy a broom they dislocated the broom head from the stick and charged me two dollars for the broom which used to be a dollar. So you're looking at the cost of living. So I happen to be on the side of if brands Mm -hmm. aren't willing to meet Mm -hmm. their guests where they are, Mm -hmm. then you are going to lose business, mainly because Instacart will go shop for you and drop it at your door. You have to be willing to compete, you know? And um, And it has to be creative, And that it can't be, I feel like so many companies right now are using the same 
copy and paste style that they've had since 2008 with marketing specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, specifically that that's going to drive business, that that's going to change the customer perception mm-hmm. of how the brand's representing itself. Like, there are so many Absolutely. things that people are doing wrong, and then obviously so many things that people are doing right. But it's like the guest just has so many Absolutely. options these days. It's 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 not the ball's mm-hmm. not in the company's court in any way, shape, or form anymore. It, absolutely like not absolutely not. So, <laughs> period it's it's and and this is my thought process so like you said earlier i come i work from my job from the consumer standpoint i work my job as a consumer i am employed but i work as a consumer so interesting story where i live now is like this um esoteric like city style and I have a neighbor who we meet every week to just, you know, eat mm-hmm. and kind of just have girl time. So specifically, she wanted this restaurant. And I said, OK, we'll go to this restaurant. Because I knew I wasn't going to be able to be on the phone often, I gave them a call. I asked them about the restaurant. I said, hey, you know, I'm new to the area. I just moved in. Basically, my home mm-hmm. is on top of like upstairs of their building. And I, you know, I said I'd never been there. The young lady did not. She said, OK. And I'm thinking to myself, goodness, you're missing it. Like that is a moment to, when someone says they've never been there, I'm new to the area, guest service says, let me brag not only on my skill set as whatever position I'm in, but let me brag on this restaurant that sets them apart because Burger King's not going to call you, oh, well, by the way, we've been flipping Whoppers since, well, you know, Burger King's not going to do that. So now- you're getting an opportunity to differentiate yourself because that's what it's about. Right. But let me take it a step further. So she doesn't do that. I said, okay, well, um, you know, because I've never eaten here, what do you suggest? She said, well, I like everything again. uh, Oh yeah. Another, another great moment to upsell, you know, cause in those, during those times and even today, today, I'm always going to upsell with the three bedroom townhome or, you know, the, the consulting, the bigger, the better. And then if you tell me that's not within mm-hmm, your budget, mm-hmm. then I work my way down, right? Third and final, I said, hey, well, look, you know, the type of field that I'm working in, I won't be able to get to my phone, but is it possible if I can schedule the order? Enough. Right? But this is what she said. She said, no, you cannot. <laughs> you, you need to call back closer to your order. And well, I'm there thinking, you go. I, I, there I, you go. Lost Taylor, Taylor, I won't make it up. You know, I won't. I, 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 right? I, I lost order, right? So you're talking 40 bucks on the line. Plus tip. For some pizza, right? Plus tip. And then I live upstairs. So now you've you've mm-hmm. made you that much better for convenience for me to eat here more often. And because you said, no, you could call back closer to the order. Who's to say I would call back? So in that moment, I literally had to ask myself, was I willing to accommodate the mm-hmm. young lady who I was going to be having dinner with? Because she was bringing wine, I was bringing the dinner. And she really wanted that. And I told her, and I let them know when I came in, um, because, of course, I called back. And, of mm-hmm. course, when I got there, the food wasn't ready. I asked the guy if they sold Coke or Pepsi <gasps> products. He told me he doesn't know. I saw him thinking too hard. I told him, don't worry about it. Yes. But this is what customer yes. service is looking like. And then you have. And so so you say the customers are entitled. I think oh. I've gotten the flip. Oh. Employees are like, you should be grateful. I'm fighting Wait. the pandemic showing you up know. to work. And and I'm, and I'm sure other people are torn as well, but specifically in the hospitality industry, I, I have seen it a little bit um, 
For example, okay. I go out mm-hmm. the other night to a restaurant. I use cash. I tip in cash. This man doesn't even ask, like, do I need change? And it's like, it was mm. it was way over 20%. Like, when I tell you, he didn't even look my way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't bring the thing. Just no. That's all his. It's, it's, it's his. I mean, it's, I it's, it's his. Yeah. You came mm-hmm. over here twice. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to give you 20%. But. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. He's thinking just in case you thought. <laughs> I mean, but those are some of the, that, but again, so that, so we experience that entitlement, but I, I almost want to poll and ask who has the right to feel entitled, the person who's spending the money Ooh. or the person who's Ooh. needing the money. I, you know, that's a, that's a question because listen, I, and when I work, like I say, I work, I, mm-hmm. when I lead, I lead from the behind. I do. I'm, I believe in servant leadership. Mm-hmm. Like I serve those who I lead. And then when I work, I work from the consumer standpoint. When I, when a customer calls or a guest calls, I don't, because I don't want to wait three yeah. rings. Yeah. They're not going to wait three rings. If they have a work order, I don't want them waiting for a work order. I'll put it in. I don't tell them, Hey, well, you want to put in that work order. This is what you do. What you need to do is log in and say, no, 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 no. You said such and such isn't working. Okay. I've already queued it in. All right. We'll That's have it. somebody out to fit that type yeah. of service, you know? So the shift is very odd, but I, one thing I can add, and then we're going to roll to the next question is the businesses who are not willing to provide guest service, serving your guests, will not have guests. I really think you said it best. Like, you know, period. Yeah. <laughs> Right, like you, you just won't have no, guests. So, <laughs> our last no, question. Saying, like, oh wait, you want to add something? But it's it's really. I mean, when you think, Sarah, we are almost a year. We're almost a full year into COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How sudden? Absolutely, the customer service changed. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like everything else takes five, ten, mm-hmm. fifteen, twenty years. You know, it's, it's, oh yeah, it's, it's forever. This was immediate. It was immediate. Oh yeah, I, I think I, you know, and it goes back to it. It came because it became a decision, like you said. You looked at your bank account, and all you saw was Taylor's salary yeah. is this, Taylor's output is that. Taylor needs to make a change. Taylor don't have time to give herself grace <sighs> to say, okay, well, I'll go out instead of seven times a week. I'm gonna do three, and then gradually, in in ninety days, I'm gonna do. No, no, no. It's like, listen, sis, you're going to be homeless if you keep this up. You can't do yeah. it. And I think that's literally what happened. Corona hit and it became, it came, it went back to Maslow's laws, a mm-hmm. hierarchy or however that's pronounced. Basically, I need food. I need water. I need air. Who am I going to spend my dollars with when it comes to food? Who am I going to spend my dollars with when it comes to shelter? And that's it. And so when I chose said spot and they don't have customer service, <laughs> said spot's no longer getting picked. <laughs> Um, so let's roll into the next question and this is our final question before we roll into the next segment so do you believe we will see a spike in entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship over the next few months as these sudden shifts continue like I think the way the trends are moving right now specifically from corporate America like you mentioned earlier there's so many options and places that we can turn to and I think people are really being inspired from that like Mm -hmm. 
oh my gosh people were able to go buy black people were able to go and you know what I'm saying it was just it was the option of doing that I think people were inspired by seeing people hustling without the man um I mean, it was uh, inspiring to me. I mean, it, for looking at you and how much you build the brand. And then um, recently I've tried to get back into stock trading. Um, so although I, I'm mm-hmm. not like an entrepreneur, I'm not going to go like build a business. I do want to like create a, a a new stream of income. And that was all inspired from just looking Absolutely. at what these entrepreneurs were doing during the pandemic. You have people making millions. <laughs> like... <laughs> because everybody wasn't impacted you know everybody wasn't impacted I think what also happened is we saw how fickle the workplace really was we saw you know like Mm -hmm. one morning I was gainfully employed you know a bank Mm -hmm. account Mm -hmm. you know was on swollen Mm -hmm. or at least my definition of swollen and then the next day I'm getting braces put in back in and I have a meeting with HR and the meeting is all left two minutes. And it's just really, Sarah, we just, mm-hmm. we really just don't need you. And, and then you look back at that bank account and then I just went and got mm-hmm. you know, $4,000 mm-hmm. worth of dental. Take it off. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I need to walk back in there and be like, Hey, listen, y'all, take it off. Take hey, it listen, off. who has time for perfection? But so I, you know, I think even that inspired because you had people yeah. who already had talents and gifts, you know, even like you, like you said for yourself, like people who already had talents right. and gifts, but was willing to put those right. on hold because exactly. they had a job Exactly. and this job is paying these mm-hmm. bills. Mm-hmm. And so that job ain't paying these bills, you know? So that spike in entrepreneurship, I agree with you on that one, Taylor. I really, I really do mm-hmm. believe we're going to see a huge know, spike in that. I'm and so I'm ready to shop. Ready. I'm ready to Let's shop, you know, go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> Uh, well, first of all, blush to embellish. If you have not gotten your face mask, holder, they're beautiful. Mask, chain, beaded chain, look since we plugged <laughs> you will be shining. Go yes. ahead and get on Etsy, girl. Shining. Go ahead and get on Etsy. Blush oh to gosh, embellish, all one it. word, and get on there. Um, all right, guys, we are back with the sec second segment of the um, podcast, which is one of my favorite segments, but certainly not my ultimate favorite. But this is where we discuss our shameless, ugly truth. It's when we both talk about an area of our life that's shameless and it might be ugly and for whatever reason that may look like. But we also talk about how we came to that conclusion and what are some action steps we're doing to either remedy Mm. it or (laughs) come up against it or even change it. So (laughs) this is where it kind of gets a little bit vulnerable. So Taylor, I would be remiss if I went first. So shameless. What do you got for us? Okay. So, um, I mean, in the past, I just want to say five years, um, I graduated college. I had a baby. I got my first real full-time job. And in that time, mm-hmm. I, you, you know, you really realize who your friends are. And I lost all my girlfriends. Like when I say every single one of them. So it was a really hard, um, five years. I wasn't, being motivated by any females it was like just a really just dark period time you know of my life like I have my mom my sister that's it (laughs) so you know I get my first my first job um and I kind of had like this this epiphany moment where 
I kind of, like I told you earlier, could take corporate America and kind of flip it and use it as like, I can kind of create a social life from this. Um, So that's kind of what I did. Mm -hmm. I mean, it took a while, but I really kind of came out of my shell and started socializing with people that had different backgrounds and et cetera, et cetera, and kind of like built these like acquaintances and, and, and it's like, I feel like everybody doesn't have to be your friend. But more of like you can you can mm-hmm, mm-hmm. be partners and and you know kind of build these bonds with people um, to learn things like for example yeah. a, have a stock group um, mm-hmm. and we're we're learning to trade stocks we're teaching other women to like do things and although I don't see these women regularly I'm not you know, hanging out with them. Like we're all just workplace women. We're all kind of like trying to just connect and be in a space where we can talk about something common. But like, like I said, for so long, I felt just like empty and lonely and on, on a, on a friendship and on like yeah. just a social side. So that's my shameless, ugly truth. And just like I said, how I'm coming out of this, I'm really trying to be proactive and it's hard in COVID, obviously, but like with the internet, we can do everything. So I've kind of started to, to everything. Like ask myself, Taylor, what are your interests? Okay, stocks. That's one thing. I also um, have a travel group that I've, you know, tried to launch in the past year. There's a lot on my plate. <laughs> um, and you've done phenomenal. Travel group, you know, same kind of situation, although not all the women that are featured on my travel page are like my best friends. It's just a space for like, you know, common talk and like a safe space. So that's kind of like my shameless, ugly truth where I feel like I was super antisocial and against it after mm-hmm. people have burned me in the past, but like corporate America kind of brought gotcha. that out of me again and gave me like a second chance. Wow. Yeah, basically, at the end of the day, I feel like I can look at corporate America in a positive light, Mm -hmm. just allowing me to create those bonds and like, find just like commonalities with people like realizing we don't have to be best friends with everybody. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) We don't Everybody doesn't have to know our business. Uh, Yeah. Yes. She doesn't have (laughs) my best friend and come over every single day. Not every single Um, day. But yeah, it's just like, we're real adults. We have boundaries with each other. I'm going to call mm-hmm. you when I want to call you. I'll text you back mm-hmm. in a couple of days. And that's mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah. And I like it. Like, yeah. it's just, I feel like, yeah, I was young. I'm getting older now. <laughs> I, I love that you kind of, even within all of that, you kind of said what's your constitution on this newfound friendship instead of, you know, because I remember having friends in high school and the it was like the expectation was great. It was like, you got to call me every single day. We got to, you know, we got to like, hang we out were, all the time. I've had a couple yeah. girlfriends that I, we were like, it was the packs. Like it was going, yeah. we were. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's just a lot. It's like a relationship with that guy. It, 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 it really is like a really, it really is. It's funny that you said that because it really is a relationship. And I've actually had friendships that felt like quote unquote emotional relationships so when those things do fall off there is like a mistrust it's like hey Mm -hmm. I put my heart and soul in that like Mm. we was Mm. in love and it's like (laughs) it's like that show that was that was their female best friend it's like yeah I know but you know when I cried her shoulder was there so I admire the fact that you have that you won for the process that you went through that and lost the friends but then you regained that desire to 
to have, you know, acquaintances and friendships and best friends, even if you will. And then you define what that looks like for what your life allows. And that's amazing. So I do have a shameless truth and um, it's, it's a little unique. Mm. It's actually, yeah. So my shameless truth and because, you know, as the founder and creator of the shameless brand, it could be believed that I do not struggle in the area of shame, mm. but I absolutely 1000% I do. Um, and let's just say shameless is a little bit of a, a prophetic thing. Like I would hope to be fully shameless in everything that I've done, but oh, I'm still sure. working, yes. you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the hope. But um, as of right now, I have come to the conclusion that I am not as graceful as I am with myself as I am with others. Mm -hmm. And so I mm -hmm. am very tough on myself when it comes to the schedules that I put in place. Um, if it's, if I had it my way, I would have it minute by minute, mm -hmm. by hour that, you know, what my day looked like. I have a day where I do stock podcasts. I have a day where I do Oprah podcasts. Mm -hmm. I have a day where I record my own, but like I am that regimented yes. because I, I get a little nervous when there's too much free time. Oh. It's like, that's idle time. Yes. Idle time. Sarah yes. knows what she does with idle time. Yes. Sarah don't need no more idle time. So <laughs> that is mine. I could be making money. I could be feeding myself, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I could be cooking. I could be learning something. So I really try to maximize my days, but I have learned that when I do that to the power and to the, to the level that I do it on, I'm not kind to myself. And so um, my shameless, ugly truth is kind of learning how to to still regiment and, and schedule, but still be be kind to myself. Like if I go, 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 go. Yeah. Like go, 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 go. Like Sarah, go eat something and then come back. You know, like I I'll start a project and to. I won't eat. That's, you me. know, that is. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like I've developed a habit where I skip lunch. I'm sure mm -hmm. everybody does. So they can mm -hmm. try to get done with, with work earlier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, let me just sit down. Sit down. Yes. Even if it's like banana, like let me yeah. just get off this computer. Yeah. Cause you're, I mean, you're giving yourself some grace. Like yeah. one of the things that I've learned is Sarah, you cannot produce to the level that you desire if you don't rest, mm -hmm. if you don't feed yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're not mm -hmm. kind to yourself, like I remember I was pushing out, I had a custom order and it was seven, um, uh, mask holders for a dental office mm -hmm. and they had a timeline and these people paid, I mean, it's not cheap to do a custom for seven to eight people and then ship that. So I, now mind you, I put this deadline on myself that I could have it to them this day. Mm -hmm. And now I am succumbing to my own mm -hmm. deadline mm -hmm. because I put it out there. And so I'm literally beating my father sitting here. Yeah. He's, he's asking me questions about the movie. I'm looking at him like, bro, you're not, you're not watching nothing. <laughs> Pay attention. And he's like yearning for my attention. These, these, this customer client who's not even here needs my attention. But then my stomach is grumbling mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I'm hungry. And that is not kind to myself because I would tell someone else like, Hey, stop, go eat. You know, of I would course. tell someone else, Hey, go have a glass of water. Like, Hey, something, something <laughs> anything, anything up to a breath of fresh peppermint. air. So, <laughs> and a start your brain. So that is my shameless, ugly truth is that I, I am learning it. how to be. Yeah. How to just be more graceful mm -hmm. with myself. Like, Hey Sarah, like if it is, you know, if you, if you are a day late, it is not the end of the world. Okay. No. It's, it's just, just the, the next day. That's it. <laughs>
All right, guys, we are back with our final segment, our third and final segment, my favorite segment of the Sincerely Shameless podcast. Mm -hmm. And it is where we name our woman of the week. This woman is either winning in parenthood, singleness, marriage, entrepreneurship, business, workplace, or just overall winning because Mm -hmm. you know what? They grow on their edges, they Mm -hmm. brushing their teeth, and they drinking their water and minding their business. (laughs) And and we love you for that. But again, you know, Taylor, you got to do it. You have to announce as a woman of the week because I don't have any. You know what? I... I've been thinking about this woman for a while now. Like she's just been on my mind for the past couple okay. of weeks. Um, and I think she's amazing. She's probably okay. just, she's probably the main person I look up to in the workplace and the business sector right now. Oh, okay. Um, yes. Just, and, and you're, you're, you're not going to be surprised, but it okay. is drum roll, please. <laughs> um, but it's Stacey Abrams like uh, yes of course I'm not surprised. surprised I'm not surprised but I am I'm blown away I have been like starstruck by Stacey Abrams because not only did she work to turn state of Georgia blue oh, yeah. you know just that that was amazing in itself but all in itself um from a workplace standpoint, I feel like, um, what was it, last year, two years ago, she lost the presidential race, um, or not the presidential race, the governor's race in, in Georgia. And right. she accepted the loss. She didn't just accept it. She turned it into a whole movement for herself. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. She set herself up for success didn't have to be next week it didn't have to be next Uh, year it didn't have mm -hmm. to be the next two years but in 2022 Stacey Abrams is going to be the governor of Georgia because she has worked her butt off absolutely not just speak for herself but she's speaking for others she's Mm -hmm. speaking for the community she well together Absolutely. She's representing women in just such an amazing light. And I just hope to strive to be like her one day. So that is my woman. I am (laughs) that I let me tell you. So in all honesty, on our second podcast, when we talked about um, vaccines, Mm -hmm. Amber Henry, um, the PA, she actually voted. She actually said Stacey Abrams was a woman of the week again. And I am not against having, oh, no, no, no. I am not against having someone back to back to back because this is the thing. The whole, Half of the Shameless podcast, the Sincerely Shameless podcast is about, how, that is my target audience, women. Mm-hmm. So it's all about highlighting women in business, entrepreneurship, or just showing up as a woman mm-hmm. authentically and genuinely for yourself. Because if we don't lift one another up, no one else will. So one, oh I'm here for it. You know, it's in my, huge. I mean, it's huge. It's, the it's, whole it's huge. movement. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it can mm-hmm. be done. I think um, the, the whole female movement, the female trend, oh, yeah. it's, it's coming oh, on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we're coming up. We're coming in all different types of fields, you know, engineering, the the scientific fields. I mean, women are just taking over and I love it. 
like everything. I, government. I, I mean, look at government. Yes, <laughs> look at yeah, our vice uh, president. Mm-hmm, <laughs> She's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like yes, indeed. I just, yes, indeed. I'm so excited. I feel like there's just going to be so much positive change coming. I really do. I what I love about Stacey Abrams, and I said this on the second podcast episode too. And um, to add to that is one, she did it without a title, mm. right? She turned. <laughs> She she did it without a title. So and then this is the other thing. Like you said, two years ago she lost the election, but next year this is going to be her position. So there's two things to be said about it. Sometimes you have to do what you want to do without a title and be okay with it taking time. <sighs> time is everything. You know, it's everything. It, you know, it, it's you know it is okay to you know to show up and work your position as a consultant, mm-hmm. knowing you want to be the VP. Mm-hmm. And know that it's going to take time and you do it. And I mean, she also did this without a salary. Mm -hmm. Like that one always blows my mind. And listen, I am always constantly humbled when I think about my (laughs) business. And because let me tell you, I will throw the, I I get so faint hearted. I'm like, I need, I need this to look like this. I want it like this. Don't let my model be late. Boom, boom, boom. And she's like, she had all kinds of adversity coming up to her. She's like, I'm still showing Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. So... I absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah. That I just like I'm just thinking about her just smiling because Yes. I love her. <laughs> you can find I think her on she Instagram. is amazing. She's amazing yes. <laughs> okay. So okay, so look, so where can we so look, this is what I'm supposed to ask. So where can we find Stacey Abrams? Oh girl, we can find Stacey Abrams <laughs> Instagram page. She was recently just doing so much uh campaigning for Ossoff and Warnock. But I think she's about to focus on herself again. So I'm super yes. excited. So Instagram, Stacey Abrams. But um, yeah, I don't have any other social media. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. That Okay. No, okay. So look, now, look, now we got to do this. So Taylor, you have just come to the Sincerely Shameless podcast under the shameless brand and grace us with your presence, your wisdom and your knowledge. Oh, thank you. Okay, so last but not least, Taylor, um, where can um, the Shameless community find you? Oh like, goodness. where where is your social social media? They're going to follow you. They're going to want to be of your friend, course. or at least your, or at least build a bond. So I am revamping <laughs> my travel group for females. Please come and get all the good flight deals, where mm-hmm. the good resorts are, when cruises are coming back. If we can ever travel again because yes. of Corona. It's all yes. found on Instagram at Lux and Leisure Travel. So definitely um, follow. Let me know if you want to feature a travel story. And yes. I see you, but I thank you so much for having me on the podcast. No uh, problem. But you're not finished. Oh, oh. You're not finished. There's one other oh. thing. So here on this podcast, because, you know, we, we, we do we get we get down and dirty mm. with the shameless, mm. the nitty gritty. But typically when I speak like from a factual point, I kind of drop my voice and I'll say, you know, necessarily speaking from a physiological, psychological standpoint. But you know, I got that mm-hmm. therapist voice, right? Of course. So of course. I want you to sign off oh. for you and I on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh I've I've never done this. Can I add this to my resume? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Sarah, maybe some tips here. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> thank you for joining us. <laughs> um, I honestly, isn't it really bad that I have a degree in multimedia reporting? And I don't know how to yeah. sign off. 
I told you fake it till you yeah. make it, girl. Fake it, see. So look. So what do you do? Is go ahead, go ahead and give us your best fake it till you make it. Let's let's hear it. You know, I, I don't. I, I'm I'm not good at this. Like all I hear is like the. You know, like thanks for tuning in to Hot 107.9. Boom, there, boom. That's it. So go ahead and fill in the proper blanks. You know, sign. You know, you know my, you know my podcast name. You got your podcast name. Boom, hit it. (laughs) No, I just sound too cheesy. I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay, okay. Here we go. You got it. We go. All right, let's go. Let's do it. Thank you for tuning in to this sincerely shameless podcast with Sarah J. and Taylor B. I think I did that. Yes! <laughs> that was actually perfect. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sincerely Shameless podcast, where our truths hurt, but so can lies. In all things relentless, shameless, truthful, we are becoming. If you would like to feature yourself for the woman of the week, please be sure to visit theshamelessbrand.com and enter your information in the contact form. If you would like to announce one of your ugly truths, and of course it's anonymous, please be sure to visit theshamelessbrand.com and enter that information in the contact form. Also, if you'd like to hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook, please be sure to visit She So with two O's, Shameless. See you next week.